0: Coming to you live from Parkview Studios, The Garage, this is The Brothers Catch-Up, a weekly podcast where two brothers come together just to catch up. I'm Sal Biazzi, with me, as always, is my brother, Frankie Biazzi. And boy am I rested. Me too. Happy to be back. I feel like we weren't really on schedule last week. Like, we recorded on Sunday, released on a Tuesday. Well, listen, here's the thing. If you put me in charge of putting out a podcast, I can do it. <laughs> as long as it's done the day we record the podcast. Because then I'll forget. If it has to go out the next day, no shot it's going out. Sorry. <laughs> I can't. I don't know what it is. I just can't That's do amazing. it. I can't remember. Um, but it's no big deal. We're back. Uh, how was your trip? So fun. I know you want to talk about it. Well, I just, I can't recommend to people enough, like, the only... You had an Instagram post while you were there, and I almost almost shit my pants. (laughs) Why? You gave praise to the federal government. (laughs) You were like, listen, I know I I shit talk to the federal government a lot, but, like, they kill it, the national parks, man. <laughs> They're so good. It's true. It's true. I had to give. Credit. The Department of the Interior, Parks and Rec, fuck yeah. kill it. They kill, kill, kill it. 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 They do. Which is stuff. why the show Parks and Recreation is just hilarious to me. Cause it's such a. It's a show about the, like the least consequential part of government. Yeah. But it's really what people enjoy the most about our government. Everyone loves Parks. <laughs> but seriously, I've been, me and. Uh, Me and my wife, and now my baby, have always gone to national parks to to go hiking. And, yeah, can't recommend them enough. Get out there and go see them. If if you live by one, congratulations. If we live by one. But. Which one do we live by? Pine Barrens. That doesn't count. It's garbage. (laughs) Um, In Florida, we lived, we were two hours away from the Ocala National Forest never made it up there wish i did that's a cool it's a cool thing i've been to grand canyon which is a national park which doesn't seem like it should be a national park but it is uh to this day it's my favorite place i've ever been like yeah but that's just because there's so much I'll, natural beauty in I'll, america that needs to be preserved i'll simp for the grand canyon that you know you're you'll never be ready for what that thing looks like yeah. until you see it now, I'm a conspiracy theorist, and I understand all the conspiracy theories that uh, that swirl around national parks and all the, the, how, why they exist, or all these different theories, or whatever. I don't give a crap. And how many people I go like missing in go, national parks yes. every year. I don't care. But I would, I will tell you something. I've always been, not always, I wasn't born this way. But I, for a long time, have been convinced that like, the hollow earth conspiracy theories were like, man, the earth isn't what they're telling us like, I don't know anything. My stance on all these things is I have no idea I'm an idiot. I have no opinion. My opinion... I have opinions, but my opinions are worth absolutely dog shit. Because I, I don't know really anything. hope... Uh, did you see the new Godzilla King Kong movie? Yes. You hope it's like that? When they go into Hollow <laughs> Earth and it's just like... I don't know well, if it's like that. This is ridiculous. Like, I want it like that. But I wouldn't be surprised... Because, like, I was in this cave in LeRae. I think it was LeRae. I think it was, I don't know. I was in... Laramie, I don't know. There's caves. I was in a cave. There's a piano in this is in Shenandoah National. No, this is now outside of Shenandoah. Okay, but it's still a national. It's still run by the parks department. Got it. But the cave itself is fantastic. But when you're in that cave, you can't help but feel like. And I've been in caves before, and I felt this way. You can't help but feel like. They just keep going. Well, at some point they'll end, or. You get to the Hollow Earth. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happens. You just keep going. You should do that. You should just try to go into every cave and walk the whole thing. No, you die. Why would you die? People are still trying. People keep people cave and explore caves constantly. There's so many unexplored caves. Caves are amazing. Go into a cave. Like a real cave. Go find a cave. Um, it's funny. If you go to Missouri and you drive from St. Louis all the way down to Branson, so you're driving... North to south, the whole state, pretty much. Missouri's proud of their caves, man. They have a lot of caves. And every 20 miles, there's a sign for a different type of... Pull over here for the cave tour. Lots of caves in Missouri, apparently. Yeah. So, can't recommend that enough. And then, I like to hike. So we went on two very long hikes. That I loop's dying at the end of both of them, because... Now, in addition to having gone these long hikes, I was also carrying my thirty-pound baby gonna, backpack. I was going to say, how much weight do you think was added to your back between At the baby 30. itself and then the the contraption? I was like a I was like a trooper landing on Normandy with like seventy pounds strapped to my back. You're on like a ruck. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't that heavy. She's probably like twenty pounds, and the backpack was probably like another ten pounds. You think that backpack was 10 pounds? It was loaded with water bottles and food and stuff. Breast milk. (laughs) Yeah. So, no, no, there's no breast milk in the bag. Rachel would say. True. The source was with you. Yes. So, it was incredible. Couldn't believe how beautiful, you know, it is in Virginia. But I will say, it's still, of all the national parks I've been to now, I think this is number four. I think it's still ranked behind Acadia... Acadia I'm not a big National Park person But like is on my list Like that Acadia's place awesome. looks Unreal is beautiful And I want to go to Sequoia too Just cause I want to See the Red Oaks man I gotta see them I wanna live in one Are they that big What if you get there And they're like They're not that big They look huge They're like You could actually Wrap your arms around them You'd be no, so disappointed man. You could get like 15 <laughs> people together And you couldn't All Hold hands And go around it And you'd You know where I really want to go? A rainforest. Like, a real rainforest. I was just looking up pictures... Like, the rainforest may be the scariest place... You can do it the same way you did... I did national parks. There are places you can go. You can just stay. And go on hikes in the jungle. Dude, the rainforest is crazy. Like, they say... What's, like, the statistic about the amount of un... Un, like... Unfound species that they think is existing in the rainforest? No idea. It's wild. Like there's so many animals that exist that we don't know about that are just in the rainforest. But while we were on the trail, like we went off our trail and accidentally we're on the Appalachian Trail for a few miles. And even when you're just wandering through the woods and you don't know where you are, it feels like it's, anything could be there. I think it's scary, but it's awesome. I'm scared of bears. No, but it's it's like the first hike we went on was like dead silent. Which, by the way, right now it's so loud. There's like eight people mowing their lawns for There's some reason. People mowing behind us and in front of us I and to mean, the no left. No, it could be mowing behind us. It's, it's does it not sound like it's behind us? It can't be. There's a lake behind us. That's definitely behind us. <laughs> Someone mowing my lawn. That guy's blowing leaves. So, we apologize for that. And Quinn Bart. That guy's lawn is very green. Isn't it nice? I wish my lawn was that nice. Guys, killing the lawn game. By the way, when this is like an off-air topic, but like you're gonna have to help me with the lawn. Yeah, no, for sure. I want to get a nice. I'm be a lawn guy. Turf. (laughs) I gotta get a nice pair of New Balances. I got the I got the The New Balance Monarchs that I'm gonna turn (laughs) into my my lawn mowing shoe. Um. So, yeah, I guess that's it about my trip. We had a nice hike. Rosie had a good time. She's on my back. Everyone stopped. The best thing about hiking, what are the best things about hiking? There's so many good things. The people you meet? Yeah, it's so great when you run into people and everyone's in a good mood being out there and they're happy to talk to you about Does everyone say, this, like, if you're passing someone on a trail, like, you're the only people on the trail, they're the only people on the trail, is it weird if you were to just, like, kind of put your head down and not say hi to them? There are times you do, like, if you could tell, like, the other person's, like... Into their hike or... Yeah, like, there's something going on. But for the most part you're i hey, have a how conversation are you? with everyone. Good I'm, morning. Not only like I'm the worst. You're like like hey, if you nice don't you. How have a conversation, don't go hiking when I'm on the trail cuz I'm going to be like, "Hey, what's up? Where are you from? What are you Why, doing? Why are you stopping people?" We're Is this to only to stop- if, if the if the if they're walking in the opposite direction of you or with you? Depends, because well, sometimes, stop, like, if you've bumped into a few people, you don't want to like you can just want to keep going. That's what I'm saying. If I'm if you're stopping people who are walking in the opposite direction of you, I think it's a wild move. People who might only be like a couple paces behind you that you're walking like almost with. You're no, like, like it's more like I give a very friendly, you give a very friendly hello, but most of the time you can tell like some people just want to know like what you're doing out here, like how like, your day's going. I I'm very so just start your hike. Where are you headed? Do you know what, do you know where, sometimes you have genuine, genuine questions, like, you gotta know, like, am I on the right path if I'm going this way? The next time you guys do a national park trip, I want, I want to come with. Okay. Because I'm scared of kind of hiking, and having you there, I think, would make me feel a little bit better. Um, but also, I'm a little self-conscious, so I think my high would be more to, like, I don't want the other people thinking I'm gonna murder them on the trail. So, like, if I'm, like... But hey, you, how been, are like, you? In national parks on trails, you meet people from all over. So, like, you, there are people who... We met, like, people from Germany and s- Hispanic people. Like, people don't even speak English. You have to, like... Why are they hiking? But, like, you, And most of the time, people will stop, like, with Rose, just stop to talk to us. If someone has a dog, like, you usually always say, like, your dog is so awesome. Hello, everyone. Thank you for sticking around to the middle of our podcast. This is just a message from our sponsors, us. Wanting to thank you, the listener, for tuning in. As always, it's without you, we wouldn't do nothing? Wait, is that a double negative? Without you, we would not do anything? Wait. Uh, you know what? It doesn't matter. Just without you, we wouldn't be able to do this. And I don't even know if you exist. So, thanks again. Have a good week. As always from the Brothers Catch Up podcast. Now back to the show. All right, so that's enough about the national parks, I guess. What, what else did you want to talk about? Um couple things. Okay. I guess we'll start with sports. There's only a little thing I want to talk about in sports. It has nothing to do with American sports. Okay. English Premier League Soccer. Oh, no. I have found my team. All right. I've officially picked my team. Catonboro. The Wolverhampton Wanderers. Wow. Is there anything else I'm supposed to say? No. Um, well, <laughs> I said, do you want to pick a, a soccer? Did you ever watch soccer? Have you watched them play? What was it about them that made you pick? I've watched highlights of them. Uh, so here's how I picked it. I told you I wanted to get into Premier Where's League Soccer and pick a team. I have no idea. London, somewhere. <laughs> somewhere in England. Um, how many players are on a soccer team? I don't know. I know nothing about soccer. But as I was play? watching. Like how many games are there? So their season started in August. I like the end of August. It ends in May.
1: So it's like a oh, whole wow.
0: year. But they only play. It's so. All right. Soccer is the weirdest sport in the world. Now I'll call it football. Well, English football, football. Um, so that's a long season, but they really only play once a week. They play on Saturdays. It's kind of like football, like they only play on Sundays, but they play on Saturdays. But there are breaks in the middle of the season because there's like four different leagues going on at once. So like if you're, so for instance, we'll use the the Wolverhampton Wanderers. You're this team. You play in the Premier League. So every week, you play your Premier League matchup. But also, in the middle of the season, there's something going on right now called the FA Cup, where teams from all over professional soccer in the the English system can play. So you're playing your game, but then, like, next week, you don't have your normal game, but you have a soccer game, but you're playing someone... ...for a different title. Does that make any sense? To be honest, it's, it might as well be Mahjong. It, dude, it makes no sense. <laughs> so then they also have, like, another thing called the EFL Cup. Okay. So, like, they have different cups going on. I almost, It's almost kind of like golf. It's almost like combining golf to uh, a team sport where you play your whole season regularly and there's events... And that's your games, right? Your games are your events. But also, in the middle of the season, you have bigger events. In the middle of the season. And then... It's like... Do you even know how... Alright, so like, in England, they have the Premier League. That's top flight. Under that, they have the Champions League. If you do well in the Champions League, the top three teams get promoted to the Premier League. The bottom three teams in the Premier League get... get relegated to champions and that's how you always that's how they prevent like tanking this system is like nine leagues deep so you could just keep going down and down and down you keep going up and up and up but then in like spain they have la liga very comparable to the premier league and then they kind of have their system and then in italy they have syria and then so in the middle of the soccer season they also have this other thing that happens called the the championship league where they take the top teams from all of the different leagues in europe and then they play in this simultaneously to their season simultaneously to these cups it is the most convoluted sport i've ever seen in my life and i'm so excited to get into it and so we're wolverhampton wolves fans wow and here's why i didn't want to pick a team that was good okay Because I thought that was, it's boring. But I also didn't want to pick a team that was going to get, like, relegated. Because, like, that would suck. So I picked a team that was kind of, like, bottom half-ish. So I will cheer for them until eventually they they win the Premier League and win an FA Cup and all these other things. Well, good luck to them. Yep. I got to say, I don't know if there's many things I could care about less than... European soccer, but that's just Here's because thing, you're not though. into it. That's true. Here's the thing, though. Like, there's a reason why it's the most popular sport in the world. There has to be because the British Empire's propaganda is unmatched throughout human history. I don't know. I think there's got to be merit to the sport. To and maybe I'll hate it. Yeah, like maybe I'll watch no, three games and be soccer like, "Soccer eh. has merit." Like no one's saying soccer doesn't have merit. I'm saying if I want to watch twelve guys. Run back and forth until they're ready to collapse and maybe see three goals I'll watch soccer, but I never want that. So But I, I kinda think it's equivalent <laughs> to like baseball, right? Like I'd rather watch baseball. Of course you would. You love baseball. Yeah. But you know how many people I've watched soccer, man. I've been to live soccer matches. Yeah, you but know I, what I think about them? Okay. Yeah, but like people who don't know baseball would watch baseball and go, like, who wants to watch this? This Here's is the boring. Difference. There's a lot of intricacies and nuance to baseball. There's so... There has to be in soccer, too. There's four rules. You kick the ball in the net. Don't touch it with your hands. There's a yellow card and a red card. That's it. There's offsides. Yeah. There's other things. Sure. I don't know. Like, that's so, so, like, American of you to be like, listen. That's all right. There's intricacies in my sport. Yeah. You know what sport sucks to watch? Like, really? If you really think about it. Yes. Football. Sure. Football's awful. It's great. We all love it and we all watch it's it. It's exciting as hell. But it's There's not. There's no sport that creates the anxiety and tension of that football. The NFL is dumb. There's a penalty on every play. It, it's like Those an, small bursts of action are so exciting. Like, if you timed... When they're good. If, if you timed... All right. Football, they always talk about how exciting it is, right? Like, you just said, it. it's so exciting. It is. It's 4 15-minute quarters. Yes. Okay, that's 60 minutes. If I combined all the time that the ball is in play, it's, it's got to be less than 10 minutes, it's like 11 minutes. It's crazy. Yeah. But here's the thing. Those bursts of action are really great. When and most of them aren't that great, but when they're great, they're like woo! Also, hockey's awesome. Football soccer. Hockey's good at it. Hockey's good at it. Soccer is just
1: Soccer Foot gets hockey. that
0: same drama and intensity, but like most of the time it's just like not When the bu- when the ball goes close to the net, you're like whoa Then most of the time <laughs> it's it <like, laughs> I mean yeah, I mean that is summing it up that <laughs> oh, That's most of the sport. Is that Oh didn't damn See, the f- football's different. Like football's like you you have a reaction to everything, that yeah, unless happened. you're a Dolphins fan and you watch your team suck. Oh my suck. god! <laughs> well, being a Dolphins fan right now is like watch is like literally the joke from South Park. Well, you know what's crazy too about soccer? What? Okay, so in their system, they're like nine tier system of leagues. You don't have to go that far down the system before you get to like just drunk dudes that. Come together once a week on Sunday. Like they are technically in the league. Like my men's league baseball. Imagine if sign up. um, Yeah, like imagine if I was part of this MLB system. MLB should just do that. Like Like, if if we were good enough, we win. We win our our league. We go up to the next league. You can like get become a AAA. Yeah, eventually, it never happens. But I think it's cool that it could. It's possible. Yeah, that's pretty cool, right? Well, the NFL wants to be a global sport. And the global, and the NFL is so much more exciting than soccer. I have no doubt that if... Like, the fact that there's demand for these games in London, like, you're going to see on Sunday that that stadium should be full to watch the shitty Dolphins and the shitty Jaguars. Do you think they're eventually just going to move the Jaguars to England? I think they'd rather create more teams. But I don't know. Because the Jaguars are... No idea. All right, so the other thing I wanted to talk about... Okay. I want to start a fashion line. I like it. Do you want to know the name? Yes. Unvaxxed. Okay. Really, the full name is Unvaxxed and Healthy. Okay. And all the the clothing... is just like normal clothes, like just shirts and stuff, sweatshirts. And it just says, like, Unvaxxed and Healthy. I think it's just... That's just the brand new. Yeah. And it's like triple X and the Vaxed, And the premium clothing. Yeah, they're nice. <laughs> and you wear it. You wear it like out in public and you're like, it's yeah, like I mean, a, what's it's up? It's got like a sick little logo. Yeah. Like, yeah, that'd be cool. Right? Okay, <laughs> I mean, that's it. Then the third thing I want to talk about kay. is I have an idea for this podcast. All right. Specifically for right now. And it ties into a lot of what we may have or may have not already talked about. I wanted to go and talk about things that amaze you. Oh. So it could be anything. It could be something that you notice in day-to-day life that amazes you. How about my mustache? That could amaze you, sure. Does it amaze you? No. But here's something <laughs> that does amaze me. Okay. So I'll start it off. Things that amaze me. People who are able... To match pitch, okay, like quickly, like you hear someone sing and then you sing it and you match that pitch, that's incredible to me. That's witchcraft. I can like do that with the vacuum cleaner. You can match the vacuum cleaner <laughs> noise. Well, other like machine, like mm, look that home You can like I like doing that, I like getting on the same. Thing. I got a pretty good pitch match. I used to. My ears are not as good as they used to be. I just think anyone who could sing is also pretty amazing. Mm. But I can't, so... So here's the thing. And here's where Bill Gates is right. You like where this is going? Nope. The more people there are, the more magnificent talent there is. And that is a scary proposition to people who want to believe that... That they're special. They're so special. But, like... There are so many people who are so gifted with so many different talents that you'll never hear about or know about, but are remarkable and wonderful. And that's what is so great about how many people there are. Because if we just let each other be free, we eventually come up and create amazing solutions to big problems. But people who want to control everything don't trust the individual's free spirit and would rather try and control everything and in turn that means they have to kill because there's too many people. And that's a threat to them. Now, does that amaze you? No, what amazes me is when I watch my daughter learn and, like, starting to figure stuff. I watched... um, I used to watch this channel, and I haven't in a while. And I wonder if it exists or what happens. I think I was subscribed to it on YouTube, but you never know how those algorithms send things your way. And I haven't even thought about it until I'm bringing it up now. There was a guy who just ran, like, He had an AI simulation on his computer that was supposed to simulate, like, learning to walk. And that's, like, a game, but his was, like, pretty advanced and it was cool. And he could make, like, thousands of different changes to different simulations and he would draw figures and see if they could learn to walk. It creeped me out. What is this? It's like a simulation on a computer. And, like, you'd watch all these stick figures, like, over time, learn to walk from nothing based on, like, the design of the figure. It was a YouTube channel. It was cool. Can you find it? Because that sounds awesome. Yeah. Uh, maybe I will look for it. But it, creep- it used to creep me out because you'd see it. Like, you'd see it, like, connect the dots. like, And if the computer could do it. But watching Rose learn to crawl, is just like that. <laughs> She's but, like, figuring out. But what I'm but the What's amazing to me is this process in our brains are like can now be matched by these, a computer. The wiring. Well, not necessarily that, but I just mean the processes it takes to learn these things yeah. are just integral, fundamental cornerstones of just being a thing, like alive. You ever seen a... out your body and putting you're, things together. You ever seen a baby giraffe be birthed? I have. It's like, they learn to walk within minutes, and it's like... This really fascinating thing of like... They they were born unable to walk. They cannot do it. And their brain is designed... Because they're a giraffe. It is designed There's differently than ours. Right behind it's me. like, hey... Figure this shit out quick. And it's like... Alright, if I do this... Oh, within like a half hour, they're like, just walking. Yeah, It's crazy. Wow. Yeah, life is incredible. Yeah. So... I want that to kind of be a segment. I think each week, come back with something that amazes you, and it can be anything. If cool. it amazes you, All it right. could even be negative, as long as it amazes you. Have you seen the Let's Go Brandon chance? Is it about the kid? Who's Brandon? The guy who killed the girl? No. Let's go Brandon. In place of. F Joe Biden. Oh, because he said. The news reporter. What was that? The news reporter at the NASCAR race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deflected the crowd, yeah, chanting saying "Fuck Joe Biden." He said Let's saying, go, Brandon. Them cheer for you. Let's go, Brandon. Yeah, that was hilarious. That and was now, a couple weeks ago. And now instead of chanting "F Joe Biden" all over the country, they're been saying "Let's, Let's go. go, Brandon." <laughs> and It's kind of hilarious. Is the media <laughs> as a whole? The worst thing to ever exist? <laughs> I think so. It's one of them. Like, is the government worse than the media? They can't exist without the other. Did you see uh, on Twitter, I think it was MSNBC, put out an article about mRNA technology, and it was a paid ad by Pfizer? No way. Like, how is that allowed? Did it at least say paid ad? Yeah, they, but like... I think that's almost even worse. Like, like in parentheses, are like check out this article about how paid ad buy at Pfizer. Like, what? <laughs> <Fizer> <laughs> what are you so, talking about? Pfizer's so amazing. That's it's crazy. Yeah. The thing is, like I said to you before. We live at the end of times in a sense. Now it doesn't mean like it's literally the end of times, but like it's the end of times. It was the best of times It, it was, was the worst, worst of times. times. We're just about to live through a Great Depression. Or but it's not a depression. It's just like this epochs, like battle. And it's gonna encompass COVID, it's gonna encompass a lot of things, but they're gonna try and make this great reset happen and force a lot of different changes in our lives. And there's gonna be a lot of resistance to it, so we'll see how the how things change. But that's the great thing of starting the podcast when we start it, because we'll document it as we go. Correct. And that's what's going to be fun. And then we'll remember the old times, and until we'll teach we eventually our children get what it used to be like until our voices are censored into the ether. Which is fine. Because we're all just ether anyway. And on that, we'll squirt from, you in the face From tomorrow. dust, from, from ashes, <laughs> you came in which you shall remain. Something like that. From dust to dust. That's it. want to read, I just don't ever. Alright, it's recording now. Um, going back to like 2016, 2015 when we started to like really delve into the corruption and stuff, like the John Podesta. Pizzagate, baby! Yeah, all that times. We've said, like, may you live in interesting times, and we are like in this fallen empire and it's over. We've been saying that. And then the podcast and, like, every episode we kind of talk about how it's over. But I don't know. I still feel like we don't appreciate enough how amazing it is to be living when, like, everything is being exposed as fake and everything's kind of ending. Don't you just get the sense, like, when I go to McDonald's a lot, and recently I've got the sense that even, the like, the people at McDonald's, like, I feel like everyone's just kind Everyone of... Everyone feels it. Yeah, like, I think everyone's just kind of, why are we doing this? Um. Well, I mean I think the biggest Factor of that is like Look at the hiring signs on every place Every place, place. Ever. people are like, fuck this People are like, why would I work? <laughs> or like, And I really actually don't think It's a lack of working, I just think it's People found better things to do Yeah Whether it's for money or not, people are like Well, I'm not gonna just go do this When I can do something for me Yeah, I'll have more s- Satisfaction So I appreciate... I mean, it's just getting more and more evident as time goes on that things... That we're at the end of an era. (laughs) Things are changing. And... It is... It is bizarre. To, like... It almost feels like we're living in, like, a bubble. Like... Like, we're on the last days of... And by last days, right? Like, everything's in scale... The last days could be the next 15 years. Or it could be literally days. I don't know. Who knows? But we're in the last days of whatever this is. Like, there's something beyond this. And it's just a matter of how we get there. Yeah, I agree. Um, But, like, there are still great things going on. So, I think... So, I wanted to quote this. Okay. So, I was listening to it today. And then we we just kind of talked about it with the... People working and stuff, and how people are done. And I think this kind of has. Ooh, when the sun's p- out, it's nice. I think this has a place in today's. Um, we, the American working population, hate the fact. Yep, hate the fact that eight hours a day is wasted on chasing the dream of someone that isn't us. And we may not hate our jobs, but we hate jobs in general that don't have to do with fighting our own causes. Yep. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's pretty prophetic. That whole album, Day Laborer. Day yeah, it's really good. Labor Days. Uh, you know what song? I uh, both of the, these songs came on while I was working out today at the gym. Uh, no regrets. What a beautiful, uh, what a beautiful song about how, like that song inspires me in so many ways. One because I used to con- I consider myself an artist. I used to be an artist. I don't That's anymore. Fine, I agree, boo. What? I used to be an artist. Yeah, yeah. Like I consider myself an artist, even though like I haven't put time into art in at this point years, and it sucks. And like, ev- like every day, like last night, I was sitting at the table, and I had uh, the Sunday night football game on. I just made myself a cup of tea. I'm sitting at my little table, and I was like, "Oh, I should get, I should get my book out, and I should draw." No, I didn't, and. That song inspires me to like, <clears throat> maybe not do art, but to do something that you care about, and just kind of fuck everything else, fuck what people yeah. say, what's going on in the poli- in the politics of the world. Try to get lost in something that you care about, whatever that is. Well, I feel the same way about poetry. Like if I go through long dry spells with. Uh, putting out a poem or whatever. like You start to feel like... It's like, I gotta put something. I gotta, like, write something. Over, yeah, it's over, nice. Over it's nice that... Of, but, to be fair, I mean, you've had a very... Your relationship with writing is very similar to mine with art. You're a little bit more attached to writing. You haven't let it go for as long as I've let art go, but you've gone from times when you wrote blogs that were very political and then you went to you had, I mean, you tried to write stories, you tried to write poems. Like, I mean, you you write all different things. So it's nice that you, there's always something that you kind of can come back to. And Well, poetry has always been, like, my favorite thing. Yeah. I've been writing poetry consistently since I was, like, you know, a kid. But that isn't, like... I don't know, I always felt like it was different from art it's actually not that I thought it was different. I I think that there are maybe a few different types of people. Everyone always groups you into like language arts and science or like math and yeah or, or creativity. But it's more like math poetry but then visual art. You know, I think poetry and people who write poems are people who create like drawings specifically, but also paintings. Oh, that's cool. That was nice. I feel like those are, they're very similar people, but their where they get their creativity from must come from two different places. I'm not familiar with many people who were great painters who were also great poets. Or I'm sure there are probably many. Well, but I feel like it's just distinct. No, traits. I don't know because like I consider myself a pretty good. Like, I don't practice drawing. I don't practice my art at all. Yeah. But if you give me something to put out, I can make it decent. I can do something okay. Um, If I get in a rhythm and I draw every day and actually, like, practice that skill, I consider myself damn good. I can't write – I can't write anything in the world of poetry. Like, poetry has just never been – Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think – Like, I can't – I think there are – they're, like, dis- they're distinct art forms that require similar skill sets but are applied so differently that you can't... Like, I can't draw. Like, yeah. I- I've always doodled and stuff and can never improve my doodles more than, like, stupid doodles. Look at this stick you know, figure. pretty good. He's exactly. running. <laughs> like, I don't really apply myself to it, I guess, but also... I know I'll never draw. Like, I've seen people who draw. I'll never like, do this. So like, <laughs> but even me, like, even me, like, I look at people who draw, and I'm like, well, that's that's a different thing than I do. But if you but have that basic with, like, skill of art, you can draw. Get there. Yeah, you can. Yeah. At least to... Like, in poetry, you have to find your own voice. So, like, over the years, I think I've gotten comfortable with what I write. And I think that was the biggest step for me, because when I was in high school... I was very self-conscious about my poetry. No, when I was in college, I was very maybe more like well, I was more wait, I was more like willing to do like poetry readings or try to stand up in an open mic. But my poetry then wasn't what it eventually became once I over the time Worked on that craft to get my own voice after hearing the opinions of my peers and growing up with in Like reading other poets like Bukowski and frost or whatever. and I think it's similar with art like you would be someone who You know likes this paint painter or this tattoo artist and over the years You're taking all that in and if you're working and applying that skill your art will change for the better you'll eventually become the better version of you through that art and I think If you keep going, and I think hopefully my every poem I write is better than the last poem because I've take I've took what I've learned from what I liked and didn't like about that poem and wrote something new. I also think poetry. The reason why I like, for me, like I look at poetry and I get intimidated by it. And I don't. That's why I don't even like to read poetry really because poetry is so different than the other things. Like, okay, I can draw a picture that means so much to me. But, you know, you have to interpret that picture, and... Some people obviously get the meaning and will, will have this attachment to it, but a lot of people just be like, oh, that, that's nice, or, oh, that sucks, whatever it is. But poetry... Like, I mean, I don't care what you're writing poetry about. You can write a poem about this lamp that's in front of us. Most of the time, it is the most vulnerable of all the the art forms, whether it's drawing, painting, photography... Uh, music... Um, Actually, music and poetry are very similar, obviously. Um, But there's just... like There's so much... One, you have to have the ability to write something and put it out for people to see. So I don't care what your art is, that's always um, a part of it, is putting it out for people to see. But the thing about poetry is when you write something, where you're like kind of showing your insides through words it's a that's a tough thing to do I think for me the best thing about poetry and what makes it something that's worth my time and why I do it is you have at times you can have very rigid rules so I could write a sonnet or a ballad and I think it's important that a poet is able to do that and do you think there's less uh, like a poet like a famous poet who doesn't do any of that and only does free verse do you think do you think a little less of that poet even if they're good and you may like them you just like well I mean my stuff when I write formal verses isn't really great I like to write like sonnets like, people who stick to, like, alright, I'm writing this whole poem, and I'm sticking to iambic pentameter, and I'm, I'm yeah, going... Yeah, like, I think meter is... You have to be able to show that you can do it. It's like, I would guess, like, a, maybe, like, if you compare it to, like, a chef. A French chef is ever going to look at the burger and fry cook and think, like, that the guy's as good as me. Even if he's the best burger chef Dude, wait, hold on. Speaking of, do you remember you sent me a video? I don't even know how long ago it was. There was, like, a Korean burger joint? Yes, I remember exactly okay. the video you are talking about. There was another video that came up, and it, I'm assuming it's the same burger it's place. It's gotta be. But it's, like, a more in-depth about everything they do. I don't know. That's art. What is they it, do for a burger is crazy. Is it worth the trip to Korea? Yes. I told Amanda. I was like, we're going to Korea. I need this burger. Like, I have I to get this burger before I'm dead. <laughs> I've thought about it. I've thought about that video since I've sent it to you. I'll, um, s- I'll send you the one I watched. It's 20 minutes, and it flew by, and I was like, I just watched 20 minutes, of i making a burger? For uh, that's hilarious. But yeah, I think it's kind of like that. But I also think... Like, I always... this. I shouldn't even say this, because she has so much success, and is decent. I have her books, so, like, whatever. There's this poet, Rupi Kapoor, I believe her name is. Oh, I hate her. She I don't... I mean, her work is very different than what... I don't like her poems. I've been in Barnes & Noble and saw her book and, like, opened it up and just, like... Okay. (laughs) This is why I think being a poet's really hard. Because you're going to have people like me who, like... I'm going to crucify your work just because it's not for me. Like, I think I could write what she writes, you know? Like, I don't think what she writes is that profound. I think it's, like, make-believe profound. Here's why... I go back and forth on things like this because, I am understand what you're saying, but it's not that easy because Mm-mm. what you have to be able to do... Of course not. That actually probably shows how good she is, <laughs> that it makes it look like, I could write this. You have to be able to draw from your own experiences in order to make other people relate to them and then paint that picture so that when, like, the reason why she sells books is because there's a whole audience out there that reads and relates to yeah. her words. And res- it resonates inside of that person deeper than what you may read it when you're like, Correct. what is this nonsense? So I, sometimes I'm guilty of reading her poetry and be like, damn it. Why aren't not a New York Times bestseller? All I have to do is put a book out there. It seems like I do not want to fucking well, buy poetry. But I've, it's not like that. No, but I've also told you that. like You have enough poems at this point where you could put together a collection. It doesn't have to be like crazy long. But put together a collection and just get it published. How hard could it be to get it a- book of poems published. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try it sometime. Sell it on, like, put the link in your bio on Twitter, sell it on Amazon for, like, five bucks, ten bucks. Yeah. Who cares? That's why I think that's probably worth Just because, like, even if you sell seven copies ever,
1: yeah, guess exactly.
0: what? They're out there. Those are seven real copies of your poems in someone's house somewhere. Yeah. That's cool. That's yeah, a I cool thing to, like, be able to say. Well, I do want to read this poem that I wrote recently because... Is this upstream? This is upstream. This is... May I just say... I did like that poem Yeah The one you wrote The day before Uh huh You like that one more? Yeah And I was gonna actually Bring this up Before you even Read the poem oh, About yeah? how I get Why Writers in particular Go out into the Go out into nature And just spend time Cause you can tell In that poem And then in the poem You write previously How much you're That little Trip Impacted the writing. It's crazy. You need to find inspiration in somewhere, whether all, it's in all things, yeah. but different shaking up the routine or doing different things sometimes it brings about different thoughts. So, I did write a poem inspired by you know being a father, but like, I don't like to attribute in my poetry. I like it to speak for itself on the one hand, but I also want everyone to be able to interpret something I've written and take that and apply it to them however they think it is. I never want to say that my poem is about something and then that's going to in turn change how someone may then read my poem later on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So my poem's just what it is. I'm not going to say what it is, but they were kind of inspired by my trip. I'm going to read upstream, though, because it's my, the one I want to point something out. Perhaps it was by po- providence that our paths intertwined. We set a spark off in one another, in the soul and in the mind. At first we hardly noticed, but it grew impossible to ignore. How amazing to be uncertain, just to realize that you're sure. When all the roads lead to perdition, know together we'll farewell. There's nothing to fear except fear itself and the burning fires of hell. If the movies taught us anything, it's that the good guys always win. We went in search of baptismal waters to wash away our sin. There are flashing lights and sirens approaching from somewhere. But by the time they get here, they'll realize we were never there. We've been lost in one another for so long we've disappeared. You shaved your head on one side and I grew out my beard. Sometimes we enter rest stops and see outdated photos on the wall. But when those pictures were even taken, we never can recall. We walk the finest line between the nightmare and the dream. For those like us, it's the only way, because some fish swim upstream. And I read that because I think, like, one of my harshest criticisms of myself is, like, if if you read enough of my poems, I repeat a lot of phrases and lines over and over again and I think because in my head I'm writing one poem like I don't think there's like I, I've never been afraid to repeat tired cliches or go back to the well on certain things and one time when I was in college I remember I had a professor and he told me that like, one of my phrases in my poems was too cliche and that I considered should I consider changing it and I thought about it for a while and thought about it for a while and what I eventually concluded is I liked my line better the way it was because like I'm never going to write anything that's going to break a mold. And I think what a lot of poets have become, and I think this is true in modern art as well. Like in in trying to one up each other, chasing it. We've bec- like you lose the simplicity of the art. And what I like to do is just write I also think that speaks to just like integrity, right? Like doing it for how you see it. Yeah. It should be should always be how you do it. And if that means no one fucking likes it or people that's think fine. it's cliché, yeah. that's fine. But I don't care how they interpret it. This is how I interpret it and this is why it's there. This is why I like it. Yeah. So like I like to keep it a little simple, but like I like having sing-songy rhymes. I like using things that kind of sound a little So, you know, that's my biggest critique of your poetry. Like I like your poetry. Sometimes in your in your work Maybe there's a rhyme that I don't like because I just think like it's the simple rhyme, like but that speaks to exactly what I just said, right, like well, if you're in a thesaurus specifically looking for a synonym to that word that might rhyme with that and s'cause it's a little more complex, well, what's that for? what's the purpose of it yeah, and and at the same time, like I could frame something you could do you it's i think fake. you could you can take something. And do it entirely different. And you could take parts of something and rearrange them to make something entirely new. And I think maybe sometimes you'll read something like, okay, this is a little too, like, okay, oh man, I'm probably sounding an idiot. This is too childish or uh, whatever, amateurish. But. When you take a step back, can you look at the whole picture and can you see... Can you put yourself there? Does it transport you in a way? Does it relate to you? And if not, that's fine. But, like, what I'm it, trying to do is send what I hear and see in my head to someone else. Like, there's it's not is a line to, in that yeah. poem. And that's, I think, all, right, like, about the old rest stops and, the, like, the outdated pictures on the wall. Me and Amanda on our trip to uh, Missouri... Couple months ago, we stopped in a rest stop in uh, Indiana, it was right on whatever that highway is that you take the whole way. For if it's like 81 or 88, whatever it is, and it's like being transported in time. It was like, uh, like it, like not a single update to this building had been made, and it was just like a, like a still frame in time. It was so cool. And the second I read that poem, like, for some reason, like, that's the image in my mind. And all of a sudden, from there, like, I'm creating this story in my head about... What is this about? What is this about? Who are these two people? Yeah. The girl shaves her head. So maybe in one line... So maybe in one line or two lines in there, you're like, this sounds a little weird, bland. Or maybe this sounds a little played. But when you take it into the story, does that... Maybe I'm deliberately choosing a word there for a reason. Like, I use... This isn't... I I love the movie Road to Perdition with Tom Hanks. I had to look up the word perdition. I didn't know what perdition meant. Watch the movie Road to... If you're familiar with the movie Road to Perdition, then this poem would be like, okay, and you'd get that because I used the word perdition. Yeah. Maybe the end of the line So when I hear the word perdition, my brain goes, isn't there a movie called, like, March to (laughs) Perdition or something like that? But it's not like this poem is about Road to Perdition, but, I mean, I did that... That was in mind when I was writing the poem. So now I... Like I said, I don't want to put my interpretation onto anyone else. So when, that's just to say. When you about say this one specific when you poem. say you repeat lines, do you mean like in the same poem, or do you mean like over the course of a bunch of your work?
1: There's you put similar the s-
0: things and imagery and poems. So, and you said like, well, each poem is like a st- its own thing. Like it doesn't matter. If you go and listen to Mayday Parade's first album, um, "A Lesson in Romantics," which is a fantastic album. Uh, In like six of the first Eight songs There is a line somewhere in the song Relating a relationship To a song Talking about like Literally in the song they're talking about a verse Or talking about a chorus Or a bridge and all these things All these different words that you would use in a song They're using to talk about And if you listen to each song on their own Like it's just a It's just a line in a song And you go, oh, that's cool. But when it's all put together and that these ideas kind of repeat, you're like, oh, like, there was whatever relationship or thing is inspiring these songs in this time for this album had to be tied to music. There was a lot of musical ties there. Yeah. And then you go to their other work, and maybe it's not as prompt. Maybe they never revisit that kind of line again. But, like, so there's something to that, too. Yeah. Repeating lines can help establish your work. Yeah, so I think... But I think that's what my point was earlier, where now I can look at that. Like, poems I used to write... I used to be self-conscious or go out of my way to change certain things or write a certain style or whatever. But over the course, because I did those things and wrote those ways, I can now get to the point where I'm comfortable writing a poem like this. And the reason why I like this poem so much is because I think it's... Again a culmination of all my other poems to get to a point where I can be, you know, almost freer in just writing for myself or writing for, you know, the sake of whatever the idea is to put on paper. Yeah. And I think there's... Tie it all together from what we are talking about way at the beginning of this conversation. I think that's true for all of these different practices, whether you're a math person or you're a creative artist. Like, all of these things are the same... It's just how your brain applies those pleasure... Like, how you get that creativity out there. And you can do it in all fields. The problem... No, I wouldn't say problem. It's not a problem. The the issue that I have is, like... Everything today, I think, is designed to, like... Spark creativity while killing creativity at the same time. So you look at TikTok, right? TikTok is this amazing platform That Anyone who's creative Can go on there and make this This uh, this thing And this idea While at the same time What TikTok is best for Is the lack of creativity And the creation of these trends That every single person does the same thing So, And I and I think that's across The board in today's but world see, here's Today's what... music, today's movies, today's here's the problem. Everything TikTok is just... You're just not used to seeing that phenomenon happen in such a short period of time. Like when a famous artist's art that's recognized as being great, there's a movement that follows that artist because he is a trendsetter. And that's and it's the same thing in all fields and fashion. Like all, all different practices as well. People follow trends. But TikTok is only just accelerating the trends. Um, just like all the other social media platforms have before. Max Landis, who I believe got cancelled for, like, maybe sexual abuse. Uh-huh. <laughs> he was a director and writer. And this was maybe, like, ten years ago when I was, like, super into film. Nah, That's probably actually less. It could be ten years. Maybe, like, eight years. 2015, so six years. Um if you go back to like that time and still today Hollywood started running out of ideas that's what it felt like and every movie was just these remakes and different things very few people were putting original screenplays and I remember following him on Twitter at the time and he had he had a bunch of screenplays that he was trying to sell and not a single uh, studio would pick them up and it wasn't due to lack of them being good it's more just like they don't want original stories anymore. No yeah. one wants original stories. Well, it takes one studio to pick up one of his original stories, which the movie American Ultra, which, I mean, it's not a groundbreaking film by any means, but it's a fun, original movie that you haven't seen before, and it's good. It's a good movie. And then, all of a sudden, he gets, like, a following, and he, he's able to make more of his movies, and then, apparently, he does sexual abuse. And <laughs> he gets canceled. But the point remains... That, like, what you're saying, right? Like, a following grows. And
1: yeah. then,
0: hopefully, it ushers in a new... It challenges the yeah, established... But, like, I think in... Now I'm not plugged into the art community, so I don't know what goes as particularly high art these days. But usually, like, modern art just has begun... Has kind of become reductionist, so... And I don't like reductionism. And I think that's what happened to poetry. Well, like, okay. Uh, I think I talked about it on this podcast... When me and Amanda went to uh, that place in Hamilton, New Jersey. Uh, what's it called? What's it called, Sal? With all the big statues. Statue gardens? What's it called? Gardens of statues? No. Grounds for sculpture. Grounds for sculpture. Grounds for sculpture is really cool. You want to be a sculptor? Because, No. No, I, like that's not my huh. skill. Like I don't. Do you imagine just looking at like an object and being like, I could turn that into another well, object? Well, that's why. That's why. Like art is, I think the most fascinating thing is, there's so many pieces there that like, I think is so cool and I understand the meaning of it. I'm like, oh, listen, look at this, and then I see other things where I'm like, they just took a piece of metal and turned it into random shapes. Like, that's <laughs> not art. Like that's not art to me. And that's my interpretation of it. I'm yeah. allowed to have that interpretation. But someone else will look at the Pieta and be like, that's a piece of shit. Yeah. And then they'll look at the random shapes. And they go, Oh, I see what they're really saying. Like they're not saying anything. <laughs> like I'm not impressed by that. But that's just that's just me and that's art and it's a really Did you, uh, you went to Italy, so have you seen the Pieta in person? I don't know what that is. The I was Vatican. only I only You're went to Vatican? To, no, no, I only went to Venice.
1: Shit uh, city, by the way.
0: Sorry, all the our listeners in Venice. I was very angry, and I was only there for, like, a day and a half, so I didn't get to appreciate your city, and I was just... Who painted the Sistine Chapel? was Michelangelo. He he did the Pieta. He sculpted it. But How it do looks you spell like the Pieta? P-I-E-T-A, I believe. The woman holding... Jesus, that's Mary holding her child. Oh. But it, what's fascinating about it is the way the cloth... Is that word come from, like, Piety? I would imagine, yeah, right? The piety, yeah, look at. That. It's a work of Renaissance sculpture. But like, okay, we went to Croatia, yeah, and we did a tour of, you take it's a whole day, and you eventually end up in a city. It's called like Santo Domingo or Salvo Domino, something like that. It's a small little city in Croatia where like. There's, they have this, this crazy church that has this crazy sculpture line. It's like one of the nicest churches I've ever seen. But it's not one of these giant churches in these cities like Madrid or Barcelona or something like that. It's this small little town in Croatia, and they're like, the guy who made this did it by hand. And he just grew up in the city. and like, <laughs> He just built that. Like, and it's the most marvelous work of art I've ever seen. And I think it's just fascinating that things like that that happen. That happened. Like, the guy wasn't. He's just like, ah, oh, I. This is my home. I want to make a church and just spend all, my whole life c- creating this, this masterpiece. Have you ever heard of um, the Saint Joseph's Stairs? No. Okay. Maybe there was this staircase built in this nunnery, not a nunnery, because I think a nunnery is like a whorehouse, like a place where nuns live convent convent <laughs> uh and apparently whoever made it the guy who made it disappeared after he created it and that was said to be saint joseph who actually built it but like after he built it like no one else could recreate the stairs for like hundreds of years like it's like they had to study these stairs forever there's a bunch of stuff like that yeah it's where amazing. it's like people are just amazing before technology people what, look at the freaking pyramids like if we don't want to talk about like if the pyramids are like some advanced alien, alien advanced society, whatever it is let's say Harmonic. it is, let's say it was just like the early stages Energy of humans chamber. with no technology or anything, what they were able to do with the pyramids we can't do today Yeah, so like it's pretty cool, That's yeah, really cool but like, people people are awesome um, should All we right. record the podcast now? yeah, I guess it's about time okay Hello.